Get ready to jump and climb, because today we're going to list this. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Cameron. And Jim. And today we're going to be listing top five platforming video games. Uh, platforming video games are pretty much exactly what they say. Uh, it's a game where a character must jump and climb between suspended platforms while avoiding obstacles. Thanks, so, Google. Yeah. I'm not going to give yeah. you any examples because they may or may not be list. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does fall into a lot of different categories. Like we we're talking about how the new Star Wars game kind of looks like a platformer. It just it, it depends on how much a game has those elements usually. Yeah. Whether or not it's considered to be a platformer. If you want any more information like before you actually start listening, just literally go to Google and type in platformer games and they'll give you some some great examples. Um, but the ones on our list will also be good examples of platformer games. Yep. So it might be some nostalgia. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, with that, let's uh, send it over to Jim for our number five. Number five. Number five. Number five, I'm going to start out with a classic game, I think, for everybody here. Um, if you had a PlayStation growing up, I should mention, is Crash Bandicoot. It's going to be my number five uh, My number five video game platformer. Um, I mean, that's about as like classic as a 3d platformer as you can get um 3d in the sense that like you're looking behind the character um in the sense that you're looking behind the character um you know but you're still having to overcome just like you said you know jump across bridges platforms you know different things of that nature but one of the things that makes that game so fun is because i did partially grow up playing it um my girlfriend is actually playing it now so she's like getting her introduction to video games with that one so she's getting the same rage inducing you know <laughs> that we all that we all experienced growing up i love crash bandicoot and it is like a game that i very heavily grew up with yeah so, oh yeah i mean it's just like it was one of the big platformers that i first played and I still haven't been able to play the Insane Trilogy, which just came out or came out a while ago. It's on Xbox now. I just haven't played it yet. But I am really happy that they remastered it. Yeah, and I think that one was very deserving of a remaster. It, and it's kind of created the trend now that we're seeing a lot of remasters, I've noticed. So I'm hoping for more along that line, yeah. too. But yeah, Crash Bandicoot's just a wild ride. I think it's a nice break from the normal, like, I guess normal in that time where it was like the 2D side scrollers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it broke out, and like you said, it follows behind the character instead of the side of them. Yeah. So yeah. it was an, it was a kind of a breath of fresh air. Um, also, it was made by Naughty Dog. It was. It has a, a yep. great reputation with yeah. Last of Us and Uncharted series and all that stuff. So. Yeah, they've made a very, very lasting game. Because even if you don't get a chance to play the remaster, even still just picking up and playing the original one is still amazing fun. Yeah. It, it's one of those where, like, I didn't even think about the differences in, like, the way it looks until they actually show you in the remastered game. Oh, yeah. Like, where, like, you see him go through the, you know, the upgrade machine, essentially, and, and give him the new resolution and all that stuff. And you're like, whoa. Like, that's so <laughs> kind of, like, you, didn't, you, you don't even think about stuff like that. Yeah, it's... It's also a game, like you mentioned the camera. The camera style in that game is what throws you off so much, too. Because sometimes yeah. it's in front of you, sometimes it's Those not are, yeah, some of the and worst levels. It's terrible, like, yeah. Because yeah. you don't know what's coming, or you don't know what is behind you. It's just, it's I think so it's, it's also kind of one of those where it's 
you know, because I found when I was playing like the remastered, even watching my girlfriend do it, is that like it's a lot of like pattern recognition with some mm-hmm. stuff. Like you know, especially with the the uh, the levels that where the camera's in front of you, like you just you have to continue to play the level. You have to accept the fact that you're gonna keep dying until you either get the pattern down or you you know like basically you just memorize the level yeah to a, to a certain extent yeah i think that's a great start yeah, yeah. i think it's really strong so, start i also wanted to say i really enjoyed being able to play crash bandicoot in uncharted yeah yeah you did it and uh, i think you can do it in uncharted 4 it's one of those games yeah where like, you go into the character is playing a video game and then it goes okay. into yes TV it was yeah it was bandicoot. it was four yeah that was definitely four because yeah. you're playing it at your house yeah, yeah. so all right, so I have two different ones on here. I just now realized because I couldn't decide what I wanted to choose. The time um, is now. I know the time <laughs> is now, and I'll probably bump the we other one to an honor. See from a previous goal. episode that, like you know, we can like us choose for you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> based right. off of your reaction. Fine, let's let you guys choose which one's the better one. So I've got Earthworm Jim, and I've got Mirror's Edge. Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Earthworm Jim. Yeah. All right. So Earthworm Jim, it is. I thought that one's kind of more interesting, <laughs> right? Um, so Earthworm Jim is a really kind of in the same vein as Crash Bandicoot. It's this absolutely ridiculous idea for a game. It's a 2D platformer. I haven't actually seen like they, there's never been talk about remaking it or anything like that, which is unfortunate. Um, I can't remember how many games it actually ended up spawning. But it's basically, you play as this worm in a space suit, and he's super, he's got like big muscles and stuff like that. It's a really weird game. But it's really, really fun in terms of like how the enemies play out. And there was also like a whole animated show that went along with it. Um, But basically, you play as this worm in a space suit, and he just fights like these monstrous creatures in space. And he fights some of the most ridiculous creatures I've ever seen. Uh, He has like a laser gun. Too. it's it's a lot yeah. of fun it's it's always one of those games that like i've gone back to it like every couple of years or so like i'll find a way to go back and play it again and it's just a really fun game to play because there's a lot of sarcasm and satire on sci-fi films I was, yeah that was going to be one of my things is like i've never actually played earthworm gym but from everything i've seen it's really kind of a goofy you know very light-hearted like fun animated like the, the character is not only animated but he's a very animated like character in the yeah. sense of like you know he's very extra with some of the stuff that he does like from what i've seen um so that just adds an element of fun to yeah that, you know yeah i i always love the humor i i love for me platformers i think we were talking about this yesterday a little bit but platformers are like they there's a lot of fatigue that goes along with them i think because there have been so many so i yeah. like games that kind of make like their own world they and make it feel like there's a, a reason bit. to be playing this platformer yeah. and earthworm Jim had all kinds of different platforming elements too that i haven't really yeah. seen in other games like we like he would like zip line across things and yeah. it's just the way you had to work with the character was really interesting or like he would get scared and his whole body would jump out of the suit which is just like a worm yeah. so then you wonder what the rest of the suit yeah, is yeah, and like how yeah. he's controlling it so there's just all those little elements to it but honestly it's a really really fun platforming game it's one of my favorite like nostalgia platformers it also came out in that weird time where like toe jam and earl was coming out as well yeah, yeah. there were all these like really bizarre um it was the early yeah, 90s it looked like it was on the sega genesis is what i yeah, saw like yeah. one, like at least earthworm gem 2 was on the genesis but um, yes. the first one was on a sega console yeah so it was, yeah it looks like it was genesis but it was also like 
the early 90s, Seattle, those really bizarre shows and stuff that we talked about on the yeah. cartoons, yeah. like Grin and Stimpy. And yeah, the world was going through some, like, drugged out <laughs> yeah. or something. I don't know what was happening, but... So. Um, I will say that I found an article that says they're coming out with a new console called the Intellivision in uh, October 10th of 2020, and an Earthworm Jim game is in development for that console. Nice. Only for that console? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. um, I, I do think, as like kind of like a final note for me, is like I think if that one were to get a remaster in some way, shape, or form, or even I might even see if I can't like look it up on, you know, try to find somewhere to play, because that was yeah. one that oh, would I mean, actually interest me in playing even the old version. Like, they have, as a I mean, phones are strong enough now, you can download like a Genesis emulator. Yeah. emulator. I've yeah. downloaded an emulator specifically just to play Earthworm Jim before. Yeah, so that's what I, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, is like, I'm gonna try to figure out a way to get it, or hope that like, if there's a remaster that ever comes out, then like, I'll pick that up for sure. So. Yeah, I think it's a really fun game. It's got a really, like, it's actually got a pretty tight story for like a platformer too. It's really yeah. succinct, it's, it's very like, there's actually a plot there, which is weird, but it's one that doesn't take a lot of time to explain the story, which yeah. I also appreciate. So, yeah. So, speaking of Earthworm Jim, I'm going to move over to my number five, which is apparently related to Earthworm Jim. It is Booger Man, a pick and flick adventure. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, this was released by Interplay in 1994 on the Sega Genesis, and then later on the S, uh, the Super Nintendo. Um, this follows a guy who oh, kills, like, goblins God. by flicking boogers at them. Oh, what my God. He um, looks great. <laughs> doesn't it look amazing? <laughs> I rented this from... So, back, back in Louisiana, we had, a, a like, a King Supers or something like that called Del Champs. Back, you know, yeah, yeah, like a grocery yeah. store. Yeah. But back then they had a little bitty video section and you could go and rent games and movies and stuff. And I picked this up because it looked so bizarre and I loved it. <laughs> and, uh, but it says that uh, the game's lead character also made a cameo appearance as a playable character and the rival of Earthworm Jim in Interplay's Clay Fighter 63 and a third. That's interesting. Huh. So it kind of ties together. So same universe characters then, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I could see, like, looking at the pictures, like, how he would fit into the Earthworm yeah. Jim universe. Yeah. Uh, again, this looks like another game from that wild, wild time yeah. that the yeah. world was going well, through yeah, in the 90s. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, something. I don't, what? I know. Artists. Drug-induced, <laughs> yeah. Like, but wow. he takes... It's kind of a like a, it's kind of like a dirty adventure. Mario... Yeah, like, like, Mario Mario goes through tunnels and stuff, so he's already. I don't like. um, But it's like he goes through toilets and stuff, and he, uh, you know, he picks up plungers and he can throw plungers. He's like a real plumber compared to Mario. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, who's a quote-unquote real plumber? Oh man, yeah, that is that is an interesting one. That is not something I had ever heard of. No, I didn't so either. Very His name is he's a, an Booger eccentric man. millionaire named Snotty Ragsdale. <laughs> I am like about to download he's it. Actually, <laughs> it's on my phone right I'm watching, now. yeah. So I'm watching like a video, and the in in the intro, he actually climbs out of a toilet. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay. You know, yeah. I was I was a an adolescent like preteen, so I was into all like the farts and the boogers and stuff and. So it was it was right up my alley and I enjoyed it. it and it's just one it's one of those it games that just kind of yeah. it's one of those games that just kind of stuck with me over the yeah. years. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's that's oh, really man. good. I like that pick. Thank you for teaching us. That is a great pick. 
that I'm going to have to also go and play. I, I enjoy that I could tie it into year number five. Yeah. <laughs> that was That's, kind of a wild ride for number five. <laughs> yeah, wow. We just, we like, I don't know if we like degraded or like what, but like, oh yeah, that was Hello something good. Hello, like, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. So on to number four. Number four. I'm going to bring us into um, a little bit more recent times. For my number four, it's going to be Cuphead. Because okay. um, Cuphead is essentially a boss rush um, platformer game. There is other like you know there is other levels in between where you do have the side scrolling platformers and stuff. Um, but I think what made that game so cool to me and worth putting on the list is I have played it. I've never beaten it personally, um, but I have seen it beaten multiple times. It is a, it is a difficult game. It's a Dark Souls esque like <laughs> difficulty. Say, yeah, like Dark Souls two D. Yeah, the Dark Souls esque like game so that like just shows you how difficult it is but again it's a lot of pattern recognition so i've gotten through bosses because i played the bosses so much that i knew what they were going to do i knew how they were you know like i didn't know the order per se but i got to the point to where i was able to you know dodge the attacks because i played it so much um but what one of the things i like about it is the production that went into this because it's a very like 1930s 1940s style like cartoon where it's like the like the tube what is it called the um it's like tube something they used to call it there was actually a name for that style of cartoon um but it's all hand drawn yeah like this entire game is hand drawn by the artist and so that's what also brings us into such a cool like yeah it almost seems like it's like that steamboat willy era yeah that's exactly what it is yeah Yeah, it's like their original era of cartoons this is a game that was like on my top i have to play it when it comes out and i still haven't (laughs) it's really i I always wanted to it's because it costs money and i don't exactly yeah that's kind of what it is yeah but i mean i I broke down i finally ended up buying it um I, I did hear that it, it's great if you play the game on easy mode. You're not allowed to beat it. It yes. doesn't let you no. play the last. No, boss, but it's it's still worth doing it. That was yeah. that was gonna be my next talk. Is like it actually has a somewhat interesting story that goes along with it because essentially all these bosses that you're fighting are contracts that you're trying to collect to keep the devil from taking you. Right. Yeah. Which is I don't know. It's really kind of a cool kind of a cool deal and i don't know it, it just it was just a lot of fun i enjoy it i definitely recommend playing it if you don't you know throw a controller across the room um, i won't play but... it <laughs> just kidding um no that's a that's a good choice i like the uh yeah. i've been wanting to play it too i know they're coming out with like a tv show for netflix or something like that oh that part of the cuphead show yeah um, i really want to play it depending on the co-op aspect as depending well. on what you get it for it is couch co-op okay um so depending on what either of you guys get it for, I mean, we could totally play. Like, I'd be willing to get it or come over and, you know, play it for a while. So um, yeah. One last note is it sounds very RPG-ish, too, in the sense that, like, I, when you say, like, uh, you learn the boss's strategies and stuff, yeah. it's like World of Warcraft. When you go into raids and you go into dungeons and stuff, yeah. you have the bosses. And they do the same thing. They just do it at different times. And yeah. You just have to learn, like, what is coming. And, and how what, to and dodge it. Yeah. yeah. There is yeah. some RPG elements to it in the terms of, like, you can yeah. swap your weapons. So some stuff works better for other things. Like, you know, so you can kind of, like, make that assessment after you face a boss. So, yeah, there is some RPG elements. But in its core, it's a uh, RPG. Way, yeah. to, way to bring us current but keep us in the past. Yeah, right. Kind of. <laughs> the future past. <laughs> Days of future past. All right. Oh. <laughs> We just did Marvel. It's appropriate. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Um, so for my number four, uh, 
We've already talked about it. I'm going to go with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I, I really, really love Crash Bandicoot. Um, as I said before, I, this is one of the ones I grew up playing. Um, I got a couple others on my list that are always just great nostalgia for me to go back and play, even with their original graphics, like you said earlier. It's just, it's still fun. It, it's just like the, it's how tight the controls are for the game, too. Oh, yeah. Is if you, you mess up, like... you're, it's your fault. So you, you can get mad at the game. But it's your fault yeah. at the end of the day. Like, you're the reason why you, like, lost a life or whatever it may be. And it just, it's also one of those games that just keeps your adrenaline pumping because it just never lets up. Like, it just, it feels like they give you these little yeah. spaces and yeah. then you go right back into I it. Do, I do find, like, on some of, the, like, the non, like, auto-scrolling levels, like, I have to take a moment every so often and just kind <sighs> of... But, Sorry, they're, yeah. but they're also timed too, right? No. Oh, they're not timed. No. Well, I mean, timed in a way that sometimes you're being chased by something. So okay. Yeah, yeah. That, this but, is auto scroll. But I mean, it's, it's like being Indiana Jones, and as soon as you get out of the cave, another boulder falls, and you just yeah. have to keep going again. Yeah. And it's just, there is an element that they do have that where, like, once you finish a level, you can go back and, and time trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what that's probably what you were thinking of. But I, I think one thing that I really just love about Crash Bandicoot, I love the world and the atmosphere, how colorful it is, and yet weirdly dark at the same time it is. But then I also, like, the biggest thing for me with platformers is tight controls. I need the controls to feel like I'm the one in control, yeah. and it's not like there's, like, I died, oh, there was nothing I could do, because the controls just aren't there. And yeah. I think that's one of the most important things. That's also why Earthworm Jim was on my, like, on my last pick, because it's also a super tight game. And I really, really appreciate that about Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I still you can make some finer jumps. Like, that's one thing that, like, you know, because, like, guess my girlfriend's playing it, so, like, I always make the, the the joke that I'm like, I'm the big brother right now, or like, you know, she's learning how to play, and she's getting into it, and every so often she gets sucked, so she hands the control on me, and I get through it, and I get, yeah. give it back to her. So like, you know, and I'm trying to teach her like, you know, some of the finer points where like, you know, I use the D-pad a lot on that one, because that's really the only way to play, and I like that you can hit, like you do like left and up, to get that diagonal yeah. to that. And I love that kind of stuff, because then it helps get you through, yeah. it makes it easier to get through the, some of these levels. And I will say, just to kind of end this this one, um, I really appreciate that Crash Bandicoot had its downside for a little while. They were making like yeah. weird Crash Bandicoot games where it was no longer really a platformer. They were turning him into like random beasts and like you were running around and like, oh yeah, you should look this up. It's There have been weird Crash Bandicoot games. So it hasn't always been straight up platformers yeah they went crash bandicoot racing too, right, right? yeah crash bandicoot which is a fun which, game yeah i that mean it was apparently that it was one's worthy forgivable. for a remake right that one's forgivable but like they have one i can't remember it's like crash of the titans or something like that it's something oh, he was ridiculous. also skylanders okay. imaginators too yeah. yeah but i appreciate that he's come back in a remaster and then just completely taken everyone's hearts again mind over mutant yeah there's mm. a lot of not good ones <laughs> but they they've they've come back yeah which i think is important so yeah cool I would. I'm gonna say good choice because it was also my choice. So. <laughs> uh, my number four is gonna be a little bit different. It's not gonna be one game in particular. It's gonna be a series because I couldn't because they're pretty much the same game. Just yeah. Two different. Uh, it's gonna be Little Big Planet. Okay. And okay. So Little Big Planet is. It's just fun. It's innocent. It's creative. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's obviously more fun. I think with people yeah with friends and then they came out i haven't played the third one yet but they came out with the four player co-op where you can get three of your friends and you can play um, four different characters and each character has like a different ability one of them flies one of them's heavy one of them so um, i just think it's cool i also like when companies kind of break into the industry 
and just hit like that grand slam. And I think uh, who else said that, man? Um, you're gonna ask me that, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it's not media molecule. Okay, um, I'm gonna say I know that like especially in, like Little Big Planet three, they definitely have a lot of like elements from like Naughty Dog games because mm. um, they do have uh, like Uncharted like yeah. skins well not just Naughty Dog because I have like I know I saw like Kratos like as one of them and I love that like they're bringing other places because yeah. it's a PlayStation exclusive well, we talked about in our Marvel episode you could be Ghost Rider yeah so, yeah, so like right. but I like yeah, that they're bringing like, like you know the like other characters into uh-huh. this game as well because yeah. that makes it you know that adds a, another element of love to it yeah. and another element of like creativity you yeah can, <clears throat> you can mix and match yeah too so you can essentially create your own character and you can too like so Sackboy is the uh, the main protagonist Um, and you can dress him up you can put costumes on him you can put face paint Mm -hmm. you can do all the stuff so it's face yeah and then you can go in and like create your own levels and share it with the world like the the amount of creativity is just um, astounding I think and obviously I think it's a good enough game that they made three of them so far so yeah I just I really enjoy it like I said it's it's innocent it's for it's it's a casual platformer, right? There we, have this, so. we have those platformers where, like Crash Bandicoot, not everyone wants to play an intense platformer. Yeah. yeah. But Little Pig Planet, think, you can sit there. Like I can sit there and play with my wife, who's not a huge gamer, and she. And see, and I play that with my girlfriend, and she gets mad at me because I'm so much better at video games than she is. And she's like, "I hate playing with you because you're so good." I'm like, "Okay, I'm sorry." I wasn't gonna go there. But. I know, but it's just I just thought it was really funny, and I'm like, so I I tend to like make that one even more casual because I'll hang back and let her do the stuff first, and then I'll go after it. You know, like, are you letting me win? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, cool. Choice. Yeah, decent little choice there. Um. All right, moving on to our number three. Oh, yeah, it is number three. Yeah, it is number three. Number three. Um, I'm going to go back into the 3D platforming world um, okay. because this is definitely a platform. I have seen it come up on multiple platformers list. Is it going to be Ratchet and Clank? Okay. Ratchet and Clank okay. is definitely a platformer. It's one that I grew up playing. It's one that um, kind of tested me as a gamer when I was a kid because I never actually finished it because it did start to get a little difficult for me at the time. Yeah. Playing it now, I'm sure I would just breeze through it. Um, you know, obviously there's still always those parts, but you know, it, it was such a fun game. And I remember like wanting to use that wrench as like, you know, as, as like a main, you know, for me to use personally. Um, but like I went back and I played through uh, the new one. So the new one that they came out with is a, how do you describe it? So they made a movie out of the original game. Well, this game that they came out is based off of the movie, which is based off of the original game. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. They made they, they didn't remake the game. They made the game based off of the movie, based off of the original game. But I ended up playing through that one twice, um, back to back, just because I had some nostalgia for it. Um, granted, like, it wasn't the, the main original story. But, like, I did have nostalgia for it. I played it back to back, and I finished them both within... I think obviously like between work and life and stuff, I finished them within three days, multiple times, you know? So, um, it is certainly a, a, certainly a really fun game to play. If you guys ever had the chance to play that one, I think you would enjoy that one. Cause it's a little bit more adventure esque, but it's got the, a lot of platforming elements to it. Yeah. yeah. I played it for a little bit, but I put it down and I'm not really sure why. I kind of, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I do remember it felt like a mixture of platforming and RPG too, a little bit. A little bit. The but later games, I think, become more 
um, more that because you're more based off, off of other weapons as opposed to like use the wrench mostly in the first one. You yeah. have other weapon op- options that you can use. So. It's a good choice. Yeah, it's a good choice. Camarino. All right. Uh, All right. (laughs) So my number three choice. uh, So this one is both kind of nostalgia for me and also something that's more modern at the same time. So I went with Rayman Legends specifically. Okay. Because I grew up playing Rayman, both the 2D and the 3D versions. The 3D versions weren't great, but they were fun when I was a kid for like N64. I played the second one. But they are, Rayman is a fun character in a really odd world. Like, I mean, there's a world with, like, musical note, like, creatures. And there's a world with just straight up, like, swamp bugs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You've got all these different aspects. But Rayman Legends brought everything that I loved about Rayman into platforming. Made it fast-paced, like, adrenaline-heavy. But then also mixed in, like, these nice slower ones. Yeah. But there's, there's this one level specifically that I think made me fall in love with Rayman Legends where the whole level everything you collect plays a musical note so you have to in order to play the level correctly you have to move fast enough to play the whole song yeah so you have to hit everything perfectly it's just so much fun yeah it's that game i did play a little bit of it i did end up setting that one down because it just started to become a little too difficult for me at the time and i just that's not what i wanted yeah from that game i wanted that one to be a little bit more casual but like i can also appreciate the fact that it's not right um that was just a personal yeah you know personal thing but i have played it i have played it multiple times and it's another one where my girlfriend was playing it and i would come in and, and help her yeah you know from time to time when it got a little too difficult for her she just got stuck on a part so and i do i love rayman because i played that one growing up as well yeah i never played it so you've never played rayman oh. yeah no it was a lot of fun rayman is one of just like my favorite characters in platformers he's weird looking he's very odd. oh he's great he's oh, literally great. a rayman but i they also put him in a um, there's this game called Brawlhalla, which is basically just Super Smash Bros, but it's just on like other platforms. Um, but he's in that game as a playable character. Brawlhalla? Yeah. Really? Yeah, plus, which is hilarious. Plus, can we talk about how Rayman like spawned like one of Nintendo's like biggest uh, like characters that they use all the time now is the Raving Rabbids. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The Raven 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 Rabbids. Yeah. So yeah, he's just an odd character. <laughs> it's an odd world. You can like wind up his fist because he doesn't have an arm, so he just like spins it really fast yeah. and then throws it. And I, I just think it's such an odd and fun character. But the story in Rayman Legends, especially, kind of brings back that nostalgia and makes it new at the same time. See, so, yeah, I played Rayman Two: The Great Escape. That was okay. the one that I yeah, played mostly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I just so, think it's a fun game. Cool. Oh, it's a Ubisoft so, game too. Uh, <clears throat> my number three is going to be a more newer game. You had mentioned it last night, and I didn't want to really get into it more. Uh, it's going to be Unravel. Okay. Uh, okay. Unravel was That's one I've been meaning to play. It's a beautiful game. Mm. It, it's awesome. It's touching. Yeah. It's fun. They're, they're like. It's a platformer, but you have to solve puzzles to like advance through the levels. Yeah. You have to figure out. You only have a certain amount of yarn before he pull. Like you can't go any further. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so you have to figure out how to, like, swing up here and get like this extra thing of yarn so you can go further and stuff. So, and it's, then 
It's so beautiful. It's it one is of the prettiest games I've ever played. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely one that I, and I've heard the second one is also really good too. Mm-hmm. I thought about picking that one up because that one's also multiplayer. I'm yes. trying to find, I tried to find games. The first one is not. Yes. The second one is not. I, I played the first one, one yes. for me. I played this, I tried to play the second one with my girlfriend, which is why, you know, I'm trying to find games for like, yes, yeah. to play that is casual mm-hmm. like that. I love the way that one looks and I love the idea yeah. of like using yourself to, you know, do what you need to, but right. only having so much. Um, and then the, uh, again, kind of going with my theme, it was developed by a Swedish company called Coldwood Inter- Interactive. So it's one of those companies that's like on the up and up. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. You've never heard of them before until this. Um, it's published by EA. But I, we think, won't, yeah. we won't go there. <laughs> I think that was the launch title for the, uh, for the PS4 as well as the first Unravel, wasn't it? No, they just no. announced that like last year or something like that. It I just came that, out pretty recent. I thought Unravel was... Oh, I know. I'm, I'm thinking it was of announced Mac. in 2015, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Released in 2016. Uh, but uh, the story also is really good where he's going and he's just collecting memories. Yeah. And so you're like, it's, it's about this old woman in this house and she has this yarn, like, you know, she likes to knit or whatever. Yeah. She's a yarn person. And he goes out and he collects these memories. And I kind of associated it with like dementia or something like it's that. It's kind getting of what it is. Yeah, it's a very oh, that's sad cool. game. Yeah, it is. Honestly. Yeah, I was like, it always kind of seemed like it had a darker yeah. undertone. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. extremely dark, honestly. Yeah. It's just, it's adorably cute and fun and beautiful. With like but the, with the, the story yeah. is so as a, sad. As a yeah. kid, you can play that and like the game for the way it looks. But as an adult, you can play it and appreciate yeah, the, the dark Yeah, you start to pick up those. Yeah, you start to pick up the. And that's what's so beautiful about some of these games is that like it panders to everybody you know what i mean not panders but like you know it like it it everybody can enjoy it in some way shape or form yeah. so yeah, yeah definitely it's a really good game bringing bringing the mood down <laughs> and i'm gonna bring bring it right back up again sweet um because on to number two number two uh it's gonna be a game that i still enjoy playing i watch speed runs of it like crazy but it's super mario 64 um first of all i had to put a mario game on here um it's only you know but i wanted to put something that was a little bit different it's not your classic like side-scrolling mario game that everyone grew up loving um this was mario or nintendo's like first you know opportunity and first try at doing a 3d platforming game and it is a classic it is a favorite of many people like i said i still watch speedruns of this game because as good as it is, there is a lot of like breaking stuff you can do with it. And it's, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was just a fun idea. Like, it started the whole trend of like, you know, going into the different worlds and collecting, you know, essentially collecting stars to go into face Bowser at the very end. You know, it, it, like to see all the different stuff that they could do and to feel the infuriating of like not being able to grab a star or. Isn't that the game where you can throw penguins off the side of the yeah, world? Yeah, that is. Yep, yep yeah. The, he yeah. crushed penguin genocide because he sits there and cries. You're like, it's. I know which one it is. It's like you know, uh, what is it, like Cool Cool Mountain or something like that. You have to bring the penguin song. Yeah, you have to bring you have to bring the penguin back to his mother, but it cries the entire time. Oh, yeah. So man. and it's so that's why people throw it off. But the fun thing about that is. He doesn't come back, so you have to like quit the level and come the back in. Like, is crying, so I'm gonna throw it off a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what I love about Mario though. It's one of those games where when you break down what it actually is, it sounds really odd and just kind of off the wall. Because yeah. you're a plumber in overalls who travels through pipes to save a blonde princess that's been stolen by a fire-breathing turtle. Yeah, and, and you're never and he's an Italian plumber too. Right? Yeah, so he's an like, Italian plumber, <laughs> and you fight mushrooms. Yeah, and yeah. that's. 
You not do you just fight you eat and fight mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. That's what they did for the movie. But and like that was that was what was like a cool thing to kind of bring this around back a little bit. Is like that was such a cool thing. Is like you're not just necessarily a plumber traveling through pipes. Like you're going into pictures in this castle to save the same blonde princess. So like go into these different worlds because it really immerses you way differently than it does like in any of the Mario game. So I just I, I appreciate that one. I do remember this is going off a little bit still about Mario, but I remember the Mario animated like the little cartoon that they made back in the day. So they made something accidentally canon that then the maker of Mario had to take back. Uh, they made Toad's head hat. Yes. So he like takes it off, and yeah. then everyone was like, "He's not actually a mushroom." Yeah. So it, like ruined everyone's thing, but it turns out that that is supposed to be his head. It's just the animators decided they wanted it to be a hat. Yeah. But, yeah, Mario Mario's a really fun game, though. It is just really good. Um, I will say that, a fun note real quick, I know we're over time and we're going to move on, but uh, Peach actually wasn't the original princess. No. It was Daisy. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting, because Peach is kind of stolen the limelight for everything. Yeah. Well, that's because she was the one in Super Mario 64, which right. is the one that all of our, like, our generation grasped onto. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say I like 64. It's nostalgic for me. They did fix it and make it better in the Nintendo DS version where you can play as like Luigi. I thought that was like, pretty like, cool. Oh, yeah. That one's really, really good. Is that yeah. Odyssey? It's called Super Mario 64 DS. It's oh, really, yeah, really and fun. like they added yeah, a little bit more of a story element. I know we're way over time, but they added a little bit more of a story because you're not only like you you can not only play as your friends in this mm-hmm. one or as like, you know, the other Mario characters. Mm-hmm. You're actually saving them. You have to save them before you can play them. Yeah. So they're all trapped. Yeah, Yeah. they're all trapped. The only downside to it, I will say, is they made it easier to get to Bowser at the very end in that one. So I had beaten the game within like four hours of starting it because there are there's a really quick way to get stars without glitching or anything. Yeah. Just run through. Yeah. So it is one of those games. But yeah, 64 is great. We're not surprised to see Mario on a list. No. I mean, mean, it's platformers. It almost had to come up. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, my number two choice is smiling because I get to say this one and Josh didn't get to on a different list. I'm going to say Portal 2. (laughs) (laughs) That is not a platformer. It's a puzzle platformer. And it's it's a really, really good one. It is a game that I instantly fell in love with. I love the original Portal. I went back and tried to play it recently. It's not as fun. It's just too slow paced. Mm-hmm. Whereas Portal 2 was a nice mixture of fast paced, but also slow enough to where you could take in everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's really fun having the idea of a platformer where you have more control over what the world looks like than you do usually. So you can you can create holes where there aren't holes. You have a lot of like, I mean, you can do things where you like throw yourself really far down, like through multiple portals at a time. And yeah, it's physics. Yourself. Yeah, 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 you use I mean, physics. It's, a physics game. Um, it's really good. With the, I mean, I, I do enjoy that game a lot, but at the same time, it is. I feel like it is slightly because it is a puzzle game where like they are expecting you to do certain things. Yeah. To get through it, so I mean, yes, you do have an element of like creation in the world and like yeah. changing stuff around, but that's part of the like way that it's intended but i with that i do love that game a lot though like i can that i can go back and play through both of them at the same time um i do like the second one a lot more though and i love the multiplayer the co-op in it is is really fantastic so good yeah the co-op i think is 
like my favorite part of Portal. It's to so it. much fun yeah. to like sit there with your buddy and even just screwing around sometimes. Yeah, it's exactly. So or just throwing them off. Yeah, you're about to solve something <laughs> yeah, and just completely ruining everything. Yeah. yeah. But Portal as a platformer, I think, is really fun. It's really innovative and it's yeah. way different than like anything. Yeah, I think it kind of changed the platforming cliches and all these yeah. kind of things. It made it its it made it its own game. It made it you know, and it's also another game super tight controls to the point where sometimes you have half a second to like launch a portal yep. somewhere else. And I just think that's really, really innovative, really unique. I uh, I appreciate it because it's a platformer that breaks the boundaries of other platformers. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no guns, right? Because it's not a first person shooter, <laughs> which we all uh, through. <laughs> if you want to hear about that, go to our first person shooter episode yeah. and you'll hear all about that. But uh, But there's no guns, there's no weapons, right? So it's all about using your brain and using your tactics and using your yeah, because even even the fights that you have at the end, you're still using a non-lethal yeah. gun. You know, you're using yeah. non-lethal means, but you still have to like damage it. And yeah, you, uh, like exactly, take this enemy out. Yeah, yeah. So and it, it's also that's also really interesting is you're picking stuff up and putting it through portals. Yeah. So good choice. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Offensive I'm, I like. <laughs> I love that that one came up on the list finally, like legitimately. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. I, I was so yeah. ready to say that one. Yeah. So, I know you were. My number two is going to go along with Jim's. Uh, it's going to be Super Mario Brothers three. Okay. Um, yeah. Good. Good. Where, solid choice. Where they introduce like the leaf that turned him into a raccoon and all this kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That one was all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like you. I just not remember impressed. raccoon suit Mario. <laughs> yeah. I, I think later yeah. because it's a nuki suit is what it is. But like mm-hmm. Super Mario three, you are like it is yeah. a raccoon. Um. But I, I just remember this game is very nostalgic for me because uh, I remember playing it over and over again. Um, I remember, I don't know, it was, just, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of new elements they added yeah. into it. Um, two was amazing because you got to play as Mario, Luigi, Peach, or Toad, right? Yeah, yeah. two is a, is a completely like, different. Yeah, it was completely different. And it wasn't even a Mario game to begin with, it but was, it's still so interesting. Because that um, brought in a lot of characters, but go ahead. But yeah, I, I I don't know. They added a bunch of new stuff in here. They added like the end where you could hit the thing and it would do the. It was like a slot machine. Yeah, yeah. And it would give you bonuses and stuff. And then you had the whistles that they introduced you to, where you could buy the whistle and then it would teleport you to like the next world, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is kind of in the same vein of like the pipes at the end of the level hit. Yeah, yeah. Like it was also like it wasn't that also like one of the first instances of being able to save power ups to use at a different time. Basically, you have, like, the power-up menu where, like, you know, if you get stuff in the overworld, you can use that and then go into the actual world itself. Yeah, because you have the three little things. Yeah, so I I thought that was cool. One of my favorite things about that game is, like, that it was, like, just the look of it because it's a Mm. stage play. Yeah. Is how that was, you know, how that was looking. So that was the whole, like, that was was the whole thing with the ending is you were walking off stage. Yeah. You know, and then getting that that slot machine. So I thought that that was really neat because I, I, growing up, I didn't realize, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And then, like, when someone said it or I heard it somewhere or read it somewhere or something, I was just like, it clicked and I was just like, wow, it really is. And you start seeing that, that later, you start seeing the shadows of Mm -hmm. the, the set pieces and, and then you had, you know, you had castles, you had like the huts where you could go in and buy stuff or choose, yeah. choose one of the chests. And then you had like the roaming bosses where it was yeah. just like you, you had to avoid them or you could run into them or you had to go through them. And you them. also had the ships. And the ships. Yeah. Yep, with the uh, with Bowser's kids yep. on it. Um, and then uh, they, I think in this game they actually introduced, introduced sprinting too. 
because you could sprint and yeah. you could fly with the raccoons uh-huh. or whatever. So, um, a or you lot get of, like a an extended new... jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a really groundbreaking Mario for yep. me. I think that really like solidified their place in the platforming world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think as much as I love the original one, I think that's like out of those those first three, that one is my favorite. Oh yeah, Super Mario Three is probably one of the stronger ones just because yeah. of everything that's in it. Yeah, and yeah. it still holds up super well. Yeah. So. Cool, good, good choice. I'm glad to see that we had a couple of Mario. Mario okay, we said Mario here. had to show up, but that was the reason Mario I put him on there too. Show up. Yeah. It's a platformer. You, you I had to put Mario. I appreciate that we have different Marios though, mm-hmm. because there's so much to love about like you know multiple of like the Mario but games. There's and so many now too. Like, there is, there <laughs> is, and that's that's why I was sticking more with like a classic style mm-hmm. one. But with that being said, it's time to move on to our number one. Number one. Number one pick. Uh, number one. Uh, my number one pick is going to be in somewhat of the same vein as like the original mario side scrolling games but it's like shovel knight because they brought back that like 16-bit side scrolling platformer it was really cool really interesting really different it was a fun story because essentially you're saving your love interest or you're saving i don't know if it's a necessary love interest but she's definitely your partner because you're shaving your shovel knight and shield knight are the two characters from this so but i just love the fact that like you know (laughs) They're showing, you know, in the beginning she was taken and he, you know, ended up having to come to terms with it and dealing with it. He became a farmer. Um, and But I love the fact that he was still a farmer in his armor. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so you go on this big adventure. You got the you got the shovel that you so used. He was an armor farmer? That's exactly what he was. And I had to resist saying that after I said it the first time. But yes, no, it was really fun. Like the uh, like the shovel is the only really like the only weapon that you use. You have other power ups and other like um, relics that you can use to help you get through the levels. But just the battle mechanics are fun because you're essentially just jabbing yeah. at stuff with the shovel. You can you have bounce elements that you can do because you can essentially like stand on your shovel and bounce like off of an enemy. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it was really cool. Like I I thoroughly enjoyed that one. The levels were very you know interesting and very like good looking and very clever and each one was something completely different you had each of the different bosses that were all like essentially named for what they were like you had like you know like i think like dark knight was one of them you had like king knight or different stuff like that it was really it was really cool is everything knight in that game is it like the idea of like marvel where it's like it looks like this so we're just gonna name it this yeah that's that's exactly (laughs) what it was yeah i've heard a lot of good things about shovel knight i was actually when i was looking through platformers um to put on the list like maybe trying to remember things i hadn't like i'd forgotten about i saw shovel knight and i think i actually have it downloaded i got it for free and i just have yet to actually go in and play it but it is one that i've always wanted to play because i've heard great things yeah it's okay, a lot of fun. Yeah, i've never played it but it's definitely grabbed that like cult following yeah, yeah. shovel knight has become like a staple of i think um, I, platforming games yes with... i wish i had it on a different system and i might need to pick it up because i have it on 3ds which is why i never really finished it because i was having some issues with like the controls yeah. um but it's definitely one that i need to go back and like buy and play i think i would enjoy it a lot more on a different system interesting cool. number one all right so for my number one this was not a hard decision for me there's one platformer that has always had my heart and i swear to god i need a remaster of it uh banjo kazooie i adore banjo kazooie it's just such a fun platformer it's inventive very dark and also very light-hearted and fun at the same time i mean it's it's about a witch that steals your little sister or niece or something like that 
Um, and she like is taking her and doing basically like a, the fly thing with her where they both get in separate machines and then she's going to take over like this younger self hmm. so that she can be this not fat witch. That's essentially like, like the whole Friday. story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's a really fun game. Um, it's also really, really challenging. Yeah. It, it's a difficult game to play. Yes. Um, it, a lot of the enemies are, it kind of doesn't tell you what to do, which I really enjoy. There's no signs or anything that tell you where to go. Uh, there's only a little mole that tells you what new moves you can learn. But other than that, you're kind of on your own for how you defeat enemies or for how you're supposed to get. Like, I remember I just played it last week and there's like this bucket that just says that he has a hole at the bottom and he needs a pebble. What the game doesn't tell you is you cannot collect pebbles. So what you have to do is you have to take eggs and then there's a separate command to like actually like get rid of eggs so that they just bounce into the bucket. Nice. But it's so yeah. it's very yeah. I was gonna say yeah. that's a very it's a much more open world oh, yeah. than it is too because that's in the same vein as like Donkey Kong Country yep. or like you know different stuff like that. And it was also one of the things that I loved about it. Why well, I, I mean that I like about it, I'd never actually really played that one, but it was like the two character element to it because you had yep. Angel and Kazooie. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about it because they both have their own unique skill sets. Yeah. But then there's also elements where like there's this guy, uh, Mumbo Jumbo, he's like a sorcerer, like a voodoo sorcerer basically. And like he can turn you into random things. Like he'll turn you into an ant in one of the very first uh, yeah. levels and you have to use, the, or a termite, and you have to use that termite's ability to like go up this mound to go yeah. down one of the puzzle yeah. pieces. Also, one thing I love about it, because I've been playing with my sister, because my sister's 10, and I'm introducing her to difficult games, games that actually are challenging, and Banjo-Kazooie was the first one I introduced her to, she loves it now. Um, but one thing I love about that game is, just like Mario, you collect like main items, which are jiggies instead of stars, but you can collect all of the jiggies in one go on a level, it doesn't kick you out when you find one. And that's one thing I really love yeah, about I it. I do like that because they do Mario that. used to kick you out, and you'd go back in and redo everything, and then get oh, kicked so, out. Yeah. And it got old after a while. But Banjo Kazooie doesn't do that. But yeah, just yeah. a great level design, really fascinating world, like a torn up shark that has guts, but is also made of metal. Yeah, and see, and I, I like that game style, and that's one that I'm, like going back and replaying is much more is much better for me now because that was growing up; those games were difficult because I was really young. Yeah. when it came to playing them and I didn't always have time because I was outside doing other stuff you know I'm like but um because that's like the same as like Spyro you know where you had like an open world but like Spyro kind of mixed like the Mario 64 and Banjo yeah, type right. of deal you know of course Donkey Kong like Donkey Kong Country and stuff like that you know I, it's really like that whole platforming game style is really cool and really fascinating I yeah. love that we have games that are like that yeah. I, got, I got nothing I've never played it so yeah I didn't either but I, mean, I, I, I've never played it either but I have a lot of uh, stuff that I appreciate uh, about it though that's so disappointing it, it is one of those games that for some reason a lot of people haven't played because I think it's because it came out the same time as Mario yeah. and Mario took over the of scene of course but because it was you know first 3D Mario so right. everyone fell in love with it but Banjo-Kazooie I think is actually a better game than what Mario is yeah it, it still holds up today. I mean, like I said, I was just playing it last week. I was I was too busy playing uh, WrestleMania 2000. And, and, <laughs> I was playing and, those too. <laughs> and, Beetle, and Beetle Avenger Racing, where you race the Volkswagen Bugs. Oh my god! Stop it! Uh, <laughs> wow. So All right. I'll have to go find uh, Banjo Kazooie and play it. Just come over and play it. Yeah. It's fine. Right. I'll come over. I have it. We'll have a watch Xbox. party at my house and a video game party here at Cameron's house. Go. There you go. Uh, so speaking of hard games, uh, my number one is going to be the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What a twist, but it's going to be fun. It's a, it's actually a series. Again, I couldn't pick a certain game because they're all pretty much the same game with different skins. It's going to be the Lego series. Okay. Okay. And the reason that I chose the Lego series is because 
I was pleasantly surprised whenever I picked the first one up. The first one I ever got was Marvel Heroes or whatever, the Lego Marvel Heroes. Okay. Um, and I thought it was going to be like this childish game, kind of like we talked about with the board games. Like, I thought it was going to be like like Five Minute Dungeon, right? Yeah, I thought it was going to exactly. be this childish <laughs> game, like, oh, it's for kids, it's going to be silly. And it was really, really enjoyable and a lot of fun. And they have a lot of, uh, they have challenges in it. It's, I mean, it's easy to, to 100% it, but it takes time and it takes yeah, I do a really lot of effort. And it's yeah. just really cool, especially like, they have access to all these different properties. So they have like Harry Potter, they have Jurassic World, they have which we all have games DC, for. I grew up three DC games. I yeah. grew up playing the Lego Star Wars games. Yeah, like those games were so Star much and fun. So it's just cool to be able to switch characters and play with whoever you want. Yeah, right? and each character yeah. has a different power. And yeah. You need certain powers to unlock certain areas and all this stuff. And you can also make your own characters using the bits and pieces of other ones, and you can like, oh, give them their that's own new abilities that. later on. That's yeah, new. Like, I didn't really, really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. And they've come out with really cool DLCs for them too. Mm-hmm. Like I know the uh, the Lego DC ones come out with like all types of nostalgic DLCs for like yeah. the old Tim Burton movies, but then they come out with like Bizarro World to throw you back into the comics. So they're they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they came out with Lego Dimensions, which yep. was kind of like their attempt at uh, Toys to Life gaming is yeah, what that stuff was called. Yeah, but yeah. like, unfortunately, that one came out a little too late in the game. I think because we yeah. were so oversaturated with Skylanders. I think so. Yeah, um, I, mean, Disney I enjoyed Infinity. it, but it's yeah. also like they also have all those Lego properties. I don't really think they needed to do a Toys to Life because yeah. they have all like. like yeah, all of those games separately. I don't want to have to buy a system or like a pad or whatever to put these things and on, and continuously buy and have expansion. like Star Wars, yeah. and then buy yeah. Star Wars characters specifically for the, the Star Wars the part of it. That, yeah. was, that was the annoying thing about it. I would have preferred them to come out with just the game itself, like they had with the other ones, and then right. just throw in all these other licenses. Right. But I mean, it it was a great idea because you have weird mashups like Doctor Who and Batman. It's like a straight yeah. like a story arc in that game. Yeah. It's a really weird like thing. Lego Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah, they, they do all kinds of weird character mashups. It's a really... The, the Lego games are phenomenal. Like yeah. you said, Jim, the Star Wars ones are still some of my oh favorite. Oh, my God. Those are some of my favorite Star great. Wars games. They're yeah, so they're much fun. Really the Star Wars they're oh, so they're much fun, so dude. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm actually interested in diving into the Harry Potter games. I know they go okay. on sale on Steam for like four bucks or okay. whatever. So. Yeah, the first game I ever 100%ed was the very first Lego Star Wars game, which was the first Lego game out there. Or like first yeah. like Lego franchise game. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Solid first. Cool. Form. Good. Good list. Good list. We still have our. Cool. Oh yeah, that was it, huh? Yeah, uh, that was so... that was your last number one. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. Um. So yeah, that was our top five platforming video games. Uh, as always, let us know if there's something that didn't make our list that you think should be on there. Yeah. Or uh, you know, just send us. Actually, just tweet us your list. Make a top five. Tweet it to us. Post it to our Facebook. Um. We'd love to read through it. Yeah. Um, but with that, let's move on to our honorable mentions. Ooh, all right. Honorable mentions. I'm going to go with another recent game. Um, and I it's recent for me as well because I just started playing it probably about a couple of months ago. Um, but it's Hollow Knight. Okay. If any of you guys have ever had a chance to play Hollow Knight. Big fan of the night games. <laughs> so, yeah, this game is... This game is I don't even know how to describe this game. It's really, it's really cool. The world is dark but gorgeous. Um, you're essentially like, I don't know if you're even like a soul, um, but you're fighting bugs in an underground, in an underground world. Okay. Essentially, um, you're not quite as far as like I put it on my honorable mention because I haven't played through a lot of it. I think I've only gotten maybe through a quarter of it. Um, 
but it was worth mentioning because this was a fun game. I actually had a friend talk me into getting it, and it was one of those where I had reservations because I was like, oh, you know, but he kept going about it. So finally, I decided to get it. So it's a fun-looking game. Um, it's very dark. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly what the story is because, like, they don't give you a backstory to start. They throw you into the world and you learn the story kind of as you go. Like, there's mysteries that you're trying to... Not necessarily mysteries, but, like, you know, temples where you're like, I don't know what this, like, empty, massive building is, like, supposed to be. So it's really yeah. kind of a fun a fun deal. The enemies are fun and somewhat challenging. The bosses are infuriating. Um, you know, and plus it's got... it. it I know I'm mentioning it again, but it has like a Dark Souls Bloodborne type of soul collecting in a way. Like you collect what's called geode in okay. this one, and that's your currency. Okay. You know, you, you use it to buy stuff, but if you if you die, you come back with you can only get up to three quarters of your health. You have to basically essentially go get your soul back, um, and that's where you have your you know you'll get the rest of your the rest of your health. Um, you also get your geode back, but if you die on your way there again. It's gone. That's like you, you, you come yeah. back. You come yeah. back with your health full, like able to go full again, but you lose all that geo. Right. I think I'm noticing a trend with platformers, like especially recent platformers, is to me platformers tend to be a lot more beautiful than other games. Like obviously you have like um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which yeah. is a beautiful game. Yeah. But the platformers, I guess, because there's not as much world they have to develop. Like, you know, an open world where you have to do all this stuff. And yeah. Take all the time to develop every single piece of land. You have platforms and you have background. So, to me, it seems like like Unravel and Hollow Knight, you Shovel can, Knight, they're all really pretty games. Yeah, they're gorgeous. You know, and yeah, no, I, I completely agree that, like, I love that we're able to get a lot of these, like, you know, and I'm appreciative of it a yeah. lot more. So, yeah, no, I think that's a good choice. I just recently got the Xbox Game Pass for like a dollar, and it has, among all the others, it has Hollow Knight on there. So, I've been thinking about downloading it. I would definitely. But now looking at it, yeah, I probably will. Just, I will say to your point, Josh, real quick before we move on, uh, I, I do see a lot of platformers that are really pretty, really funny, whatever it may be. A lot of times they're not very inventive, so I don't download them. I think, you know, platformers, you have less that you're actually putting in there so you can make it prettier because you can up those graphics you can render more yeah. of the game but that is one thing that I, I i'm happy about this list we're putting all these great games on here that also look pretty or whatever it may be but that is one thing i've noticed about platformers is sometimes they look pretty they may be funny but there's not much else in, there, in like its but like, yeah in its yeah. core it's the same thing that we've seen every single time yeah. where you're you know a character jumping on platforms with a gun you know facing exactly. enemies or like some sort of like firing weapon like you know facing an enemy and it's yeah where it sometimes it feels like we're falling into the same pit that we had with like you know sega like you know genesis platformers the 64 platformer or not 64 um like super nintendo you know stuff like that with like those classic like you know yeah. some of the more classic games yeah. all right so Great game. I'm gonna have to look into it. It got great. It got ten out of ten on Steam. Five yeah, out of five. The on reviews are oh, dude, ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's amazing. I know it is I a try it. really yeah. fun and beautiful game. I'm gonna have to go pick that up. All right. So I had two different choices for my honorables, but Josh, you already mentioned one in your list. So I'm gonna go for the other one. But you mentioned Unravel, which is was on my list. I love Unravel, but we talked about it. Um, I want to go with one that hasn't been mentioned yet, which is uh, Super Meat Boy. 
So <laughs> okay. I love Super Meat Boy. I really considered putting it on my list, yeah. <laughs> it is just like really gross Mario. Like that's yeah, yeah, no, what it is. It's always been one that I've always wanted I think it's to take Mario a look on at. Steroids, it is like, though. you start over and go, 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 go. Yeah, well, and that's yeah. the thing is when you start over, you're not restarting the level. Like you're still there, like your blood and stuff is still yeah. there. Like which I love games that do that. So I mean I so I recently started playing this game. I had played it a couple years back and uh I just played it at like a friend's house and then I never really downloaded it or anything, but I recently got it for free so i decided to download it and play it um but it's really ridiculous like it's one of those games i've never seen a platformer with as tight controls as super meat boy has it is one of those games where it's infuriating for yourself because when you get ground up when you get killed it is 100 your fault because you could have done it better and it's it's just one of those games it's so interesting because you can climb up walls but you slide down them, so you have to keep jumping to keep yourself there. But then they'll shoot saws down at you while you're trying to climb up it. It is an infuriatingly difficult game, yeah. but it's so much fun to play. And it's so great when you actually finish a level. Like, you feel that justification for dying so many times. I mean, I, like, ten levels in, I think I died, like, eight times on the same level. It's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. <laughs> but then once you get through, you're like, yes, I got through. And then the next level, you'll just, like, bounce through. And then the next one, you die ten times. And it's... It's so much fun. It's ridiculously I, I, fun. I do need to download this one. I need. To, I'm gonna check it out to see if it's on Steam. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure it is on because it's got reviews from Steam. But um, it, it's it's falling. Even though it is a difficult game, because I've been playing a lot of games like Cuphead and yeah. you know games like that. Because I played like Celeste, which is the same like kind of side scrolling platformer that's increasingly yeah. difficult. You know, um, so I kind of have to check what's out. This one looks like it might give me a few laughs too. And it is hilarious, yeah. and it, yeah. it's just one of those games. I think to where it, it may be like really, really difficult, but it feels casual at the same time. Yeah, which is a really odd because you can kind of, kind of just sit there and keep replaying it. Like it doesn't even well, yeah. have to be like you don't even have to get like mad at it per well, se you're not, you can just kind of keep you're not losing stars you're not losing life like lives you're not losing any progress you're just continually dying and i do kind of appreciate it because that gives the casual aspect yeah. because you can keep dying and you will keep dying but you have the opportunity to get through without worrying about what you're losing yeah. or if you're going to be able to advance further later yeah so i just think it's really really fun it's really great everything about it is frustrating but it's a great game. it's yeah. a great yeah. game it's just one of those games i just love it yeah um my honorable mention, I'm going to throw it back all the way to 1992. Uh, it's, so it's, you guys are going to laugh at this, but it's a game that I just remembered, and I remember having a lot of fun with it, and uh, it is going to be The Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and okay. Okay. So it's a side-scroller, and it's one of those... I grew up watching Mickey and Donald and Pluto and... You know, oh, yeah. goofy, right. the whole Disney crew. And, uh, but the basis of the game is, you know, Pete, the evil, like, dog thing, yeah. um, takes Pluto, and then Mickey sets out to, to rescue Pluto and stop him. So it's oh, your generic, like, very side scrolling platform. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like your generic, like, oh, the, you know, this person has been taken. I have to go rescue them and beat the person. Um, but the thing that sets it apart, I think, is that throughout the game, Mickey can actually get four different outfits that he can use that have different abilities. Okay. And so I think that was a, a neat thing to implement into like in the early nineties. I don't yeah. know how you know how many games had that kind of thing in it. Um, where it was, you know, he had traditional clothing where he could uh, 
you know, shoot magic. He was a magician, or his second outfit, sorry, was a magician outfit. He had a firefighting uniform that could shoot water. Um, he had mountain climbing gear that could, you know, do grappling hooks and climb up things. So it was like different, uh, different suits for different scenarios. That is interesting, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Um, they did a couple remakes of it and stuff, but yeah, I kept seeing like one for like the 3DS coming up, yeah, or the the DS rather, yeah, or the Game Boy Advance, one of those handheld system. But yeah, no, that's like, I mean, that looks like a childhood, you know, like you grew up playing that one, like. I look like I would have enjoyed playing that one as a child. Um, I, I also think it's interesting you were talking about the different outfits. When you said that, I immediately thought like, oh, they're going to go with some, you know, classic Mickey Mouse outfit stuff and like have him be like, you know, one of the outfits is going to be him from Jack and the Beanstalk or, you know. Fantasia. Yeah, Fantasia. Yeah. But like what the, what you said was a complete surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I, like it, it, there's outfits I would never would have even thought of. So that's really cool that they did that. Which is funny. I mean, now looking it up, Super Mario Brothers 3 came out in 90. Yeah. And just uh, the Mickey yeah. Mouse game came out in 92. So maybe they pulled from, like, the different, like, Mario outfits. Yeah. But it's I, still an interesting... Yeah, I can definitely see where they, they're pulling from, like, some older games like Mario. They also looks like they're kind of pulling from Castlevania, like, with the way it actually scrolls and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting choice. Cool. Good honorable mentions, too. Uh, with that, we're going to go over to our poopy section <laughs> where we talk about dishonorable. Dishonorable mentions. Okay, so uh, I made a last minute change to my dishonorable mention because um, you saying Unravel made me think of a different game that was much more fitting than what I had on there before. Knack um, is going to be my dishonorable mention. Uh, the first Knack specifically. I thoroughly enjoyed the second Knack. Uh, well, Knack 2, and I went back and played the first Knack, and that game was, if I if I never played it, I would be happier um, than, than having played it. Uh, Strong words. Yeah. So, it's, the second game is so much fun. The second game, there's so much more to it. They fix so much stuff in the second game, but the first game was rough. Um, first game was also a launch title for the PS4. So, I don't know, like, I, I just... I'm glad that I think I only picked that game up for like two bucks as well, the first one. Um, it's just, it was janky. It was like the story wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, especially after playing the second one first. Um, just it, the, the control, like there wasn't as much there in the first one um, yeah. in comparison. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the second game ruined the first game for me. Like if I, maybe if I played them in a different order, this you know it, it, my list would be slightly different that's fair I, I, we yeah. talked about that before like josh you brought up borderlands and i was how about you to bring that up like yeah. borderlands you know playing it the first time so yeah. i mean that happens sometimes yeah. where it, like the newer systems kill yeah. the older systems like i wouldn't recommend someone start with arkham knight and then play arkham asylum because yeah, no. it just doesn't feel like it's but as both, good of, these games, both of these games both of these are they're all great but like both of these games are on the ps4 is the thing yeah. like none of these games true. came up yeah. before that yeah. so like you know but it was also like their first i think it might have been like it obviously it was like their first game on the system um you know so they had a chance to improve on on the second game which i'm glad to see that they did you know because that like follows in line with games like assassin's creed where the first one was the way it was you know and you enjoyed it because that was the first one that you played but then they improved on it and got better later so yeah. now if you were to go back and play the first one again it might be a little bit different of a playthrough that time i don't know anything about knack but everything you tell me about it makes me not want to play it. Yeah, play the second one I have like no no, no. play the second one please do 
Please play the second one. I think it is definitely a fun platformer. It's a fun game. Can you it's a give fun me a story. filler story? Do I need to know story from the first one? To not play really. Okay. Not really. It's it, if anything you can franchise. like figure. It out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, you can kind of figure out what's going on. But it's, I mean, it's a slightly different. I Sounds mean, the like story Sony is, just wanted to cash in. Yeah, <laughs> on Knack Two. So Knack Two, a fun game. Knack first one, not fun. Dishonorable. <laughs> Developer is SIE yeah. Japan Studio. I don't know what that means. Great. Means Publisher. Yeah. <laughs> Publisher is Sony Interactive Entertainment. So, I mean, obviously, because that was on the PS4. Yeah, so I don't even know. Like, so. All yeah. right. All right. Well, for my uh, for my dishonorable here, I'm actually surprised this didn't pop up on anyone's regular list. Uh, I'm just going to go with Sonic as a whole. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, there's a lot of reasons to not like Sonic for me. For one, first Sonic games are just fast Mario, and it doesn't really add anything to the genre, honestly, because then you do boss fights and it just slows you down, or you hit something and then you're just running slow anyway. Yeah, and it takes so much time to build up that momentum and that speed. And I don't, I don't like it. I will say there is an exclusion here. I think Sonic Generations was a really fun game. I've heard a lot of good. I like Sonic Generations. But every other Sonic game that I've ever played, I have not liked. I just think they're boring. They just and the fact that you're supposed to be moving really, really fast, like we talk about like Super Meat Boy and Crash Bandicoot and stuff, the difference between those games and like how fast you're moving compared to Sonic is when you hit something in Sonic, it feels like the whole world slows down and it's just not fun anymore. Yeah. And then you have to collect your rings. The again. original Sonic game, they had the fast music too. So like for you to be like hit and stop <laughs> and walking. the music is still going fast, it's yeah. like it just doesn't feel right. But like like it, one of the things that fascinated because like Sonic Boom was terrible. Like I watched a playthrough of Sonic Boom and God, that was awful. Um, I mean, the story was somewhat like interesting, but you know, what gets me about the Sonic is they consistently feels like they're consistently coming out with bad games, but yet every single Sonic fanboy will always play the game. They'll always pick it up and be so excited for the new Sonic game and then complain about it as soon as it comes up. Yeah, and Sonic has had. See, this is why I brought up Crash Bandicoot earlier because Crash Bandicoot has had some not so great games yeah. in like the 3D world, right? But they came back, and Sonic really hasn't. The only game that came back with Sonic was actually a fan-made game yeah. that's that they then decided to produce. So that's not really telling of a great franchise. <laughs> but I mean, they everything from like Sonic 3D and its weird platforming yeah. and it's just awkward gameplay design to Sonic Racing where you can just fly off the edge of the map because you're going too fast and the graphics don't keep up. I mean, everything that they built in these franchises is terrible. And I think it's great because then we see the trailer for the movie and what does it look? It looks terrible and awful. They went back and, and it just fits it, yeah. with Sonic. So you're not excited for the Sonic movie? I'm excited <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. That's oh, what no, okay. I was say, this is exactly what I was talking about. It's like Sonic fans are excited for no. it and they complain about it as soon as it like, no, comes I, out. I no, I will not be a Sonic fan ever yeah. sonic generations is the only one that doesn't i did enjoy sonic riders which was like the racing game for like the xbox that one, that one was, was okay. a fun one yeah but i also grew up playing that one too and it was a it was but a better version of that's like, the question of why why are they riding when or they can run yeah I mean, well they're on the hoverboard he can wear stuff. like a box that looks like a car and just yeah, run faster yeah, than driving that's... well that one they're all on hoverboards you can make that argument with the sonic with sonic r where they're like, they're, they are in cars, except for like one of them, I think is running. But, like, yeah, yeah. I, just for like Sonic for like driving yeah. for me, like I remember looking at the Crash Bandicoot ones and at least in Crash Bandicoot for driving, they give a reason why you have to drive because you have to race this alien that's going to like destroy your planet or whatever. Yeah. Whereas Sonic, <laughs> so it's like Space Jam racing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> but Sonic, 
I no love for me. I just don't like it. I just yeah. I just don't like it. There's so many bad. Well, we talked games. about it earlier. Like, there's so many other game franchises you could make a movie out of. Like, why Sonic? Why Sonic of all game franchises? And then why that design? Why this creepy half redesigning? They are, so, and now they push back the release date. And here's a good question: Is anyone going to care once in 2020 yeah. about Sonic? No. Probably not. I, although I, I do have to admit that I love that it's Ben Schwartz. Is voicing Sonic because I am I am yeah. somewhat of a fan of Ben Schwartz. I don't think that's going to save them. No, that's it's not. not but I mean, like you know, most people like, don't even know. I watched I watched a, a, something on YouTube with him, and he he legitimately enjoyed making the movie. No, and that's like I mean, I do like Ben Schwartz, but I just don't think the movie is going to be. Yeah. I love a lot of the actors in that. There's uh, what James Marsden. Uh, <laughs> there's Jim Carrey, Ben Schwartz. I mean, they got great yeah. actors in it. Does not make a great yeah. film. So, but yeah. Yep. Um, so my dishonorable is going to be uh, a little game called Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh God! Oh, thank you for putting it. It is on. a yeah. Mega Man clone that is just. Crap. Oh, <laughs> it is. That game is is feels something feels like way harder because Mega Man is yeah. a notoriously hard game. Yeah. But Mighty Number no. Nine was it just feels like, like they made it hard just for the sake of being hard. Exactly, right? it's, it's a Dark Souls esque. Like, yeah, it's but it's not even fun. It's not rewarding. No. Um, and it, it's the Mega amount Man. of hatred I've heard for this game. I it, like it's one of the, it was kickstarted, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it, so it, it was promised to be something else. Yeah. So it started with Kickstarter, and I did a little research on it. It says that the so the backers actually got broken codes. Whenever, so oh like, wow! I didn't like, know that. From the very beginning, this 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 game was doomed, right? Um, mitch, mismatched rewards, and then the game was delayed multiple times, and then it came out. And some of the reviews, some I'll read some of the reviews. So Gamespot gave it a five out of ten. They said it is an inoffensively average game sprung from the memories of the past, with little to show for its position in the present. Yeah. So it's it's basically a bad game that's trying to play off of like the nostalgia, like Mega Man platforming yeah. Yeah. shooter, and it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm glad I got that, or I'm, I actually, I can't even say it. Like, I, I hate that I wasted no money on it by downloading it for free. Like, we ended up just like deleting it. Yeah, because it I was just like- it. I just straight deleted it off yeah, my it was not. it was not fun. Like, um, it says too much content feels recycled from enemies with shields to weapon designs. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's Mega Man. I'm amazed this game actually has a six out of ten on Steam. Looking at it right now, yeah. and even a fifty-two percent Metacritic score because I've seen gameplay and I've heard reviews of it, and it's no, no one yeah. says anything good about it. No, I mean it just I looks hate that awful. Game, yeah. And the uh, fact that it's not like I hate a game. And it was like promised to be something that it was not at all. Yeah. And people put their own money I into know. this yeah. to watch it just burn. So yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to scare anybody away from like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or anything no, like that. No, but, no, no. But that you do run the risk, right? Because it is self-funded. Yeah. They can, you know, there's clauses in the fine print that nobody reads. It's like, if the project fails, you don't necessarily you get, get your product. money back. Yeah. It is a yeah. risk that you yeah. take. Um, if it gets funded and then stuff like the warehouse burns down that they were doing and they're like, oh, we just can't make the product anymore. You lose that money. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've kickstarted a bunch of board games and stuff, so I'm, I don't want to deter anyone from doing it because it's a great avenue to get. Yeah. Oh, it's such an important avenue. Then, this is just an unfortunate yeah. happening. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, last one, charmless and full of poorly executed ideas. <laughs> so, all right, that's a way to. Yeah. I would say stay away from Mighty Number no. Nine. Um, just go play. Just go play Mega Man. They have the yeah. new Mega Man Eleven game yeah. now. Um, just go play that one. Yeah, if you want, yeah. if you want that style of game, there that game is so still many hard. Other platforms. Yeah. That game is still hard, but it's yeah, it's literally so play anything else on our list. <laughs> yeah, literally anything else. Yeah. But, uh, but with that, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and end the show there. We yeah. appreciate you sticking with us, as always. Um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ListThisPodcast. Also find us on Facebook. We'll be getting an Instagram here soon, I hope. Yep. And uh, we'll hopefully have that for you in the next few episodes or so. Um, as always, I am Josh. You can follow me on Twitter at JawsXBird. I'm Cameron. You can find me on Instagram at ThatCameronGuy22. And I'm Jim. You can find me on Twitter at HoldMajimbles. And this has been List This, where we list and you listen. See you next time. Thanks, guys.